Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today we find ourselves in Luke chapter 11 as we continue in our devotional journey through the New Testament. Now, I just want to remind you that these videos, they work best if you take some time and you read through the chapter first and then uh, turn this on. And I know a lot of families, they're turning it on together. I know so there's some some dads that are they're driving to work early in the morning. They listen to this on uh, as a podcast, or they they watch it at work. Um, but but I encourage you to read the chapter first, and then tune into this for a um, not not like a thorough. Let me let me work through every single verse in this chapter. But really, this is meant to be a let's let's zero in on one aspect of this chapter that might help us think a little bit more clearly or it might apply to us in a specific way. Our, our objective is to look at the ancient ways for our modern days as we, as we follow Christ and as we read his word. And so today we are in, we're in chapter 11. And today, in just a few verses I want to look at. And these verses, I think they, they remind us of two of the greatest dangers, spiritually speaking, that exist for, for us, that existed for people when Jesus was walking the earth. These two great dangers, they, they sometimes can go hand in hand. They kind of do here. And, and the two great dangers, the first is the need for a sign. When you say, God, I, I, you need to show something to me if I'm going to believe that you're at work. Uh, you need to show something to me if you're, if you're real. The, the, the demand for a sign. And then secondly, the reliance on status. The, the reliance on status and, and your position See, Jesus here in Luke chapter 11, we're going to see him address both of those as he, he deals with some, some issues um, from his ministry. And so let's, uh, let's jump in. We're in Luke chapter 11, verses 29 through 32. Let's go ahead and read through it. It says, when the crowds were increasing, he, he began to say, this generation is an evil generation. Whoa, why? Why? Here, here's why. It seeks for a sign but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold... Something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Now, I want to just kind of talk about both of these dangers that I mentioned. The first is the need for a sign. This Jesus is talking about that specific generation. They, they wanted more signs from Jesus. I mean, Jesus was doing miracles. He was doing signs, but they wanted more. They wanted absolute, uh, the, the kind of evidence that made it, that faith wasn't required at all. They wanted more and more signs. And Jesus, he says, this is condemning to you. This is condemning because they're unwilling to act in, in faith. And then he gives two examples. And these two examples, this is where the status overlaps. The two examples, first example is the example of, of the queen of the south. Now, we're not talking about a Jewish, per, Jewish person here. 
We're not talking about God's chosen nation at that time. We're talking about someone who's Gentile, someone's outside of the Jewish faith, and yet she travels from far away. She travels from far away to see this, this temple, and Jesus says, look, there's something greater than Solomon here. And then Jesus talks about the sign of, of Jonah. We're going to talk about that sign in a second. But he says the, the Ninevites, they were, they were completely immoral. They were, they were uh, atrocious before God in their living. And when they heard Jonah preach a message of repentance, they repented. They didn't say, show me a sign. They They repented. And so these people will rise up at the judgment and they will stand to condemn the Jewish people that were there in Jesus's presence, listening to Jesus's words, hearing Jesus teach, seeing his miracles. And these were the folks that they had the scriptures that testified to the coming of the Messiah. Now, there's a few things happening here. We, first of all, we see Luke in his emphasis on the gospel is not meant to be just for the Jewish people, but it's meant to go out. It's meant to explode out. We have Gentiles being praised here once again. Once again, Gentiles being praised for faith and for repentance. So Jesus, he says, you know, danger number one is demanding a sign. Danger number two is relying on your status as, as Jewish people. And he says, and, and here's the sign. Here's the sign you're going to get. You're going to get the sign of Jonah. What is, what is the sign of Jonah? Well, Jonah, he fled from the Lord. He was thrown overboard. He was swallowed by a fish. In that, uh, potentially dead. Potentially dead and then ended up being resurrected. Spit out on the shore and then he goes and preaches. He's in, he's in the belly of the fish, likely in Sheol for three days. That's the sign. Jesus. Jesus is the opposite of Jonah when he didn't run from God's intention, run from God's de desire, but instead he, instead he ran to it. He came from heaven. He, he is crucified. He's buried. He's in the grave. How long? Three days. And then he resurrects. That's the sign that they're going to get. That's the sign that we get. We get the same sign. We get the story, the message of Jesus in his death and his resurrection. And so you and I, we, we can fall into the first danger where we say, you know what? I want more. I want God to, God, you need to, you need to part the clouds and show me something from heaven. We need to demand a sign. Listen, that is dangerous. We've been given what we need. We've been given the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have heard of Jesus in his perfect life, his sacrificial substitute substitutionary death, his burial, his resurrection into victory, and that we by faith, when we believe that we are saved, we've been given the sign. But if we believe that, I'd also say be careful not to, not to rely on your status, not to rely on yourself maybe, to, to, to stay humble before the Lord, to continue to approach him with, with a, a gratitude of heart for the work that he's done, because we could not earn it, and he's done it. That's the ancient, the ancient way for our modern day. It's a way of faith. It's a way of trust. It's a way of putting our hope in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ.